0: Well, um, first, here's my family. There we are. We're actually in St. Petersburg. It's a river cruise, and it's 11 PM at night. So the land of the midnight sun is no joke. It was pretty weird. The best advice if you go over there in the summer is buy those eye covers so you can sleep at night, because, yeah. So um, I'm going to go down right here and grab my papers, because i got to have my cheat sheets. So my um, introduction sounds super official, and so I was waiting for the person who was with all those things to come up front, and I realized that was me, so that's a little scary. Um, Tammy Nesbitt actually, ooh, I'm humming. I didn't want to hum. (laughs) Is it still? Ah, she saved my life. Thank you, Grace. Why is it doing that? Does anybody else hear the Hum? Okay. But it's better now. Okay. Just go, hmm. If it starts humming again, then we'll know. Um, so Tammy Nesbitt actually asked me a couple months ago, a couple few months, I don't know. Time flies when you're having fun. If I would be willing to come and speak at the women's night out, um, which I've never been to before. Shame. No shame, shame. Um, and so she asked me to think about it consider it pray about it and so of course like a good christian person i said i would pray about it um no but really i did you know some people say they're going to pray about something but you know they're not but um that's called stalling Uh, (laughs) but i really did pray about it and a week later she called me again like she said she would and said what have you thought about um saying yes or you know what are you thinking and and i said you know." I'm going to say yes because honestly I couldn't think of a good enough reason to say no. So here I am. Public speaking is um, not something that I'm super comfortable with, so thank you for your patience already. Um, And then these little, if you look at your centerpieces, there's these cute little trees. And so I went to the first planning meeting. Some of you guys already know the story, but those who don't, it's a good one. So we went to the first, I went to the first planning meeting and they were talking about having 45 of those little trees and I was like, that is so sweet, everybody gets a present. And, and, and Tammy's like, oh no, that's the centerpieces for the table. There's one at each table and I was like, how many people are at each table? So even me and my not being great at math knew that there was going to be more than 50 people is what I was guessing. <laughs> So I didn't want you to leave feeling neglected, so I want everybody to have a present. so you'll have bracelets on your table. So everybody be sure you grab a bracelet when you go, and it will make sense at the end of the night. So I just love giving presents, I guess. Um, So when Tammy asked me about speaking, I kind of went through this like quick little list of, you want me to talk about being a pastor's kid? Um, I wasn't totally terrible, but I certainly had my issues, as all humans do, right? Talk about being a pastor's kid, or a wife, or a mom, or a mom whose kid just went away to college this year, the first one left the nest, go birdie go, or being married to somebody who's in full-time ministry, or being a stay-at-home mom, which I got to do for the first 15 years of having kids, and or about being someone who works outside the home like I was going on and on and Tammy just said yes and so I was like okay because we as human beings and women sorry guys we don't think that you multitask quite as well as us for those of you who are here but we do spin a lot of plates we wear lots of different hats and even even tonight recognizing the busyness of being a student being a daughter everyone here is a daughter right Being a sister, aunt, mother, worker, all those things, like, we wear all these different hats, try to do all these different things so well, and look really good while we do it. And it doesn't always work out like that, and it's so frustrating, so I thought, okay, let's talk about being balanced. Talk, you know, about what it means to be, like, centered and be able to be, like, organized or whatever. And then I thought, no, because they want to hear about something like that from someone who's an expert, In those things. (laughs) Somebody who has it all together. I do tell people when they come in for counseling, if you're looking for someone who has it all together and doesn't make mistakes, then you probably should go now. And so if you were expecting that tonight, if you need to go now, right now, I will not judge you if you leave. But it kind of came for me down to this one word, beloved. And if you see it, that's what's on the bracelet. That's what's on signs and your pamphlets and all that kind of stuff. It's not a typo. The way it's written is intentional because... Actually, it's from this necklace that I'm actually wearing it says be loved on it. And it was like some cool little fundraiser thing for like foster kids in Texas or something I saw it online. I just thought it was cool. My name Amy means beloved, so I was like that's kind of cool. I'll get that. And it just sort of spun off from that. But in this there's three different things that we're going I'm going to talk about tonight. Be love to others, be loved by others and by God and what it means to live as beloved kids god's beloved what that means and honestly i'm really good at the first one usually when it's what i want to do being loved to other people comes a lot easier to me but the being loved part is much more difficult for me and and understanding what it means to be god's beloved is sometimes impossible for me to understand so this was a great thing for me to study and um, be able to share with you guys. With the be love I got a lot of experience doing that with Young Life. If you are involved with Young Life ever in your life, like you went to any event that was a Young Life event, will you just raise your hand real quick? Yes. I love doing that because it's always so cool. There's always so many more. I always think of Young Life as sort of being like a glacier or an iceberg. I didn't make up this analogy, I just ripped stuff off from everybody else. That's what we do in Young Life. It's like a big iceberg, and people see, like, that top 5% or the 10%, which is, like, the crazy wild party piece that everybody thinks, you know, it's like we sit on water balloons and stuff. You saw the video. You know, but the relational part and walking through people in the hard stuff of life and knowing their family and all that kind of stuff is that 90 to 95% under that we don't get to see. And I have gotten the privilege of leading Young Life in Arkansas when I was in college and then here in Boise. See, At Capitol High School and then also at a school in Arizona and then back here. And in some way, I've always been involved because I love that it's about people. Actually, one of my, at least one that I saw of my club kids' wives is here tonight. Hey, Heidi. So it's just, and like, they're not kids, but they'll always be my kids because that's what Young Life does to you. And working with people does that to us. It bonds us together. But I like the whole be love part because... I can usually control it. It's usually what I feel comfortable with. There's also good parts of it. It's being hands and feet of Jesus, which you probably have heard that phrase. I love that. You know, when people truly feel loved by something somebody else does for them and how that just fills them up and makes them feel really good, maybe for the first time they really feel loved, whatever that, whatever that looks like. The be loved piece of it is I don't know. I think it's really great to take somebody a meal when they need it, if they've had surgery. Or there's a really great Jewish tradition called sitting shiva. And that just means, like, if there's been some type of a tragedy, then you just sit with that person. And they have, like, all this whole timeline of how long you don't talk and then how long they don't leave the house and how long somebody's there with them 24 hours a day. And it's, like, it's very specific. But the biggest piece about it is just sitting with people and knowing how to do that because we like to... Fill that weird silence sometimes, and sometimes we don 't need to. We can just sit there and I like all of those all of those pieces, but the next part, the beloved part i 'm not very good at. I can see potential in other people better than I can see to myself because I know myself, and no talking with friends and people in my office and just anybody, really, we're pretty good at loving other people and seeing the potential in other people, but we're not great at seeing it for ourselves. So for me, being loved is really, 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 really hard. Um, Like even tonight, I got a text from someone who's here right now, and I don't want to say who it is if they feel weird about it, but they said, hey, um, can I bring you dinner? Or do you want me to, I can just put dinner in the in the fridge in the kitchen for you, you know, so you don't have to worry about that. And I was like, this is Amy Orlovich, you know, did you mean to send me that text? <laughs> and she's like, yes, like I thought it would be good to, you know, take something off your plate either for today or tomorrow. And it was just so like, oh my gosh, thank you. And I got to say, be really careful what you, what you hope for, or what you even like talk about. Because Jesus hears that stuff because I told my husband this summer, that I really need to figure out a way that I can get more plugged in with the ladies here at my church at Cole. And (laughs) then I had Ellen getting a hold of me. And so I have a couple tables of ladies here who I am the person that they pray for in their Bible study because my husband is on full-time staff with Young Life to support me. And so that's new and kind of weird, but cool, and like, I just don't, it's just awkward, and I'm trying to be very gracious and accept and say, thank you, ladies, but it's just kind of weird still, and, uh, and then, you know, getting asked to speak here tonight, now I know all of you, so don't be sad if I don't remember all of your names, (laughs) if I see you at church, but with Young Life, I would always pray that God would give me God goggles, that I would put on when I would look at these teenage kids and sometimes the leaders, too, that I worked with. You know how that goes working with people. But that I could see people with his eyes, that I would see them, that see their brokenness, be able to understand maybe why they looked angry or maybe why um, they seemed upset or they were pushing me away or whatever it was. Like, I would pray that God would give me God goggles to be able to see them. But then every time I look in the mirror, I rip them off because i don't i don't know how to do that very well for myself and i think that's true for a lot of us here we look in the mirror and we're in our quietness we know who we are we know the mistakes we made we know the thoughts that we've had and those secrets that only we know about we know that stuff we know that we're not that great we know that we don't really deserve to be loved by anybody sometimes much less by god what is that look like and how do we do that and i think the whole be loved from other people i'm i had a hysterectomy a year ago a little over a year ago and some ladies from a bible study that i hadn't been a part of very long were the ones and one of them's here tonight thank you for coming and they brought me all the meals that i needed that i didn't think i needed because i was going to be fine um which i am now but it was a rough couple weeks but they took care of me in that way, and it was just it was so uncomfortable to me because I wanted to be the one doing that for them and to learn how to be a gracious receiver of those things is pretty tough and I think we try to live this life at least I do, and some people I talk to like we 're going to eat clean and we 're going to eat food from the garden in our backyard that we and our children are doing, and our husband tills or something, and <laughs> we 're going to like you know dress really nice, but not spend a lot of money and we're going to be training for a triathlon, and we're going to be doing a great Bible study, and then our husbands and I, and and us, or however that works, we have this great, you know, nonprofit that's slowly changing the world, and like, we're supposed to do all these things, you know, but when our friend comes to us and is like, I'm really struggling with this, we're like, you're okay, you're okay, and I even tell people, and I've told some of you in this room, we have to change our standards for success sometimes. And sometimes my standard for success, especially when my kids were little, is if we all left the house with pants on, it was a good day, a really good day. You know, and so I think there have to be times in our lives where we're okay not just telling our friends, you know, don't put all that on your shoulders. That's not for you to carry. We have to be able to tell ourselves that also. And then we have to be able to accept that love from God. Um, my friend recently just told me about. Kind of how she kind of turned her life more towards Jesus, and she grew up in a pretty religious environment. Uh, not well. There's a lot of check boxes for you know what you did right, and not a whole lot of grace. And she said that it was too hard for her to accept God's love because it just seemed too big. And so she said one time she had this idea of God's love being like a quilt. And she finally got to the point where she said she could accept, like, a square of the quilt of God's love. And that moment she was able to accept that little square, she says, changed her whole life. Because then she was able to accept his love a little bit more and a little bit more. And then she was all wrapped up in the blanket, you know, and and things just got, got changed. And so if that's where you are tonight... Just think about the little square. It doesn't have to be as big. Or it could be a Snuggie if you want, you know, those weird blankets with the arms. Or a huge blanket or whatever you want. But I think just figuring out how to accept a little bit of, of his love and know that it's safe and we can be okay. And a lot of us don't have maybe the best dads or dad in memory. I'm blessed because I have a great daddy. Um... But it's hard to think of God as a loving father because we don't know what a loving father really feels like. So I'm going to show you a picture. So this is actually my husband holding our youngest, Elizabeth. I took the picture, but Brian set the whole thing up because he does that, and I just pushed the button. But I like to say I took it because it's pretty cool. I like this picture so much because the line's in his hands, and he just looks... He's not really like Andre the Giant. <laughs> his hand looks like massive, but he's not really holding her with one hand. So, but just that, that picture of a baby being held and just, you know, that there's just a sweetness and a gentleness to that. And uh, I just think that's a beautiful picture of, of what we need to learn how to do as God's kids, as His daughters, is just let Him hold us sometimes. Let us, let Him wrap us in that blanket of love that he has and just stop trying to do everything perfectly and right because unless your mom's name's Mary and your dad's God, you're not going to be perfect, I'm sorry to tell you. And so just to be okay with knowing that you're not going to be perfect and that's okay and you're loved exactly how you are anyway. Uh, so I love music, like a lot, and I study music therapy and so I always I, I can't live without music. And so I want to show you a video It's a song by Casting Crowns. And while you're watching it, just think about the being held, what that looks like.
1: Hold it all together, everybody needs you strong. But life hits you out of nowhere And barely leaves you holding on And when you're tired of fighting Chained by your control There's freedom in surrender Lay it down and let it go So when you're on your knees An answer seems so far away You're not alone Stop holding on and just be your world's not falling apart, it's falling into place I'm on the throne, stop holding on and just be held Just be held Just be held, just be held. If you rise are on a storm, you you're not alone, stop holding on and just be here Your world's not falling apart, it's falling into place I'm on the throne, stop holding on and just be here Just be All the thrones stop holding
0: That song you're going to hear on the radio, and if you do, and when you do, think about you are being held by God. You are his beloved. And trying to figure out what that means has pretty much been really hard to do. But also around the same time, Zephaniah 3.17 is a verse that I stumbled across, and I honestly, I don't know why I was in Zephaniah. I haven't done the whole, like, read through the whole Bible thing yet? It's really long. (laughs) So, for the Lord your God is living among you. He is a mighty Savior. He will take delight with you in gladness. And this is my favorite part, favoriteest. With his love he will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. And the Zephaniah 3.17 is actually on the other side of the bracelet. So you can remember that. How beautiful is that, that he will calm our fears with his love? That sounds so amazing. He will rejoice over us with joyful songs. I like to think of it more as like a lullaby, because joyful songs, like, for some reason stresses me out. He's so, all, oh, yeah, yeah. But um, I like the more soft lullaby song, just be held kind of sound. But like I told you at the beginning, my name means beloved. There's lots of names that mean beloved. It's kind of interesting. I don't know. There's probably some Latin meaning behind that I have no idea of what it is. But I never really knew what beloved meant. And then I actually thought it was beloved, which I guess is the King James Version way of saying it. I don't know. Or it's because there's like those little kids songs that they needed that one more syllable or something. So (laughs) I don't really know how you're supposed to say it, but you know what I'm talking about. But the word means dearly loved, darling, cherished, dearest, precious, Adored, treasured, prized. The word beloved is a noun and it's also an adjective, but it's not a verb, which means to be God's beloved, we don't have to do anything other than accept it. There's nothing we can do to earn the title of His beloved. It has nothing to do with who we are or what we've done but everything to do with who he is and what he's done. John 1.14 is a great verse for this. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. The word became flesh is a fancy way to say God put on a human suit. And it was Jesus. God in a bod is what they like to say sometimes, um, (laughs) working with youth too long, I guess. Or or he put on a man's suit. I heard one guy say he moved into the neighborhood. But that's what he did. And if you look at that Zephaniah verse, it says that the Lord your God is in your midst. He is here with you. The thing about knowing God, having a relationship with him, and having a relationship with Jesus is he is a great cheerleader, but he's not on the sidelines. He's in our midst. You look at the Bible where it talks about Jesus got in the boat with them. Jesus walked on the water to them. He went to their house. He was with them. You are not alone in this. He came from heaven where he had a rightful place at the right hand of God in order to come in the most humble and vulnerable way possible as a baby to a girl who wasn't even married, scandalous, in order that we could have a relationship with him and know that we are his beloved. I just, I guess for tonight, the thing that I just want you to take away from this is to know that you are so dearly loved by the God of creation who sent his son Jesus and allow yourself to be loved and dream of what your life would look like if you were able to live love to live as his beloved what would your job look like what would your family look like what would you look like how would that feel would that be different would it be the same i think some of us here probably already know what that feels like to be his beloved some days maybe more than others but it's something that you've already been able to accept and to to take on to wrap yourself in And some of you here maybe never have. And if you feel like a little encouragement or a tugging on your heart tonight, even to accept just that quilt square of his love, then I encourage you to do it. And it's not this overnight thing. And God doesn't promise us that our life's going to be full of rainbows and unicorns because it's not knowing Jesus and walking that life can be really difficult because we're still human, but it's great to know that he is with us in that and that we are beloved. So I'm going to pray, and if, this is, if you would like to accept a little bit of that square of a quilt or want to wrap yourself in the snuggie of his love, then uh, just go ahead and pray this in your hearts and minds, and the rest of us, just bow your heads. So Jesus, thank you so much for our time here tonight. Thank you, Lord, that you do love us and that we are your beloved. And for those of us, Jesus, who are struggling with it, who know ourselves really, really well and don't feel like we deserve it, Help us to be okay in knowing that we don't deserve it, Lord, that it has everything to do with who you are. And for the people that are wanting to accept your love tonight, God, I just pray that they would have the courage to do that and to just ask you, and it's as easy as saying, Jesus, I need you and I want you. All these things, God, we pray in your name. Amen. So as you leave tonight, you know, whether you hear the song on the radio or you look at a quilt or something like that, I hope you think of this tonight, or wear your bracelet, or put it in your nightstand, or lose it for a while, and then you find it, and you can remember again that you are His beloved. But know that you want to be loved to other people, be loved by other people, and by God, and know that you are His beloved. So it's been a huge privilege to share with you guys tonight. It's been terrifying in the very best way. And thank you for your patience in being here, and know and go this season knowing that you are dearly, dearly loved by God. So, thank you.